Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. I apologize for the delay. The uh, the shtibel had to Hillam at eight thirty for the, for Chaylam in the community, and I went thinking that there was going to be to Hillam at eight thirty. It turns out Meyer was eight thirty, followed by a drasha from the Rosh Hashiva. So I didn't feel comfortable walking out in the middle of the drasha, so I left after. And this Torah will have to be b'makam tefillah. The, the, the Torah of the Tzibur. Okay. About 25 years ago, I was in Eretz Yisrael, and I went to Shal Shudas by my Rosh Hashiva, and somebody pointed out, the way he always did Shal Shudas was that he would he would sing a little bit, and then he would ask, are there any questions? And we, he would go around the table taking questions and just nodding at the questions, sometimes starting up a little bit. And then he would sing another song, and then he would say one or two shtiklach to answer up all the questions. And that's what he did week after week after week. Um, somebody pointed out then that there's a difference between the way it mentions the... Ruach Eloikim, the, 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 the Chachma that was given to B'Tzalel, in contrast to the way that it discusses the Chachma that was given to the other Chachmei Lev. Right? B'Tzalel was the project manager, but there, was a, there were many Chachmei Lev that were in charge of, of, of doing the actual work, and it's different. And, the, and this, this week's Parsha, and again in Parsha's uh, Vayakel, um, it says in this week's parsha, Rei Karasi B'Shem B'Tzalel Ben Uri Ben Chur Lamata Yehuda V'Amale Oisay Ruach Eloikim B'Chachma U'Besvuna U'Bedas. That's where we get Chachma Bina and Das. Kadosh Baruch Hu gave them, gave him B'Chachma B'Svuna U'Bedas. Three things. Chachma, Svuna, and Das. Again in Parshas Vayakel it says, Vayamalei oisei ruach elikim bechachma, besvuna, uvedas. Uvechol malacha. By the oisei ha-malacha, it doesn't say that. It says that Hashem gave them chachma usvuna, lodas las ois kol malacha. That's interesting. By the Betzalel it says Hashem gave chachma, svuna, and das. And the knowledge to do all the malacha, and by the chachamim, chachma and svuna to know how to do all the malacha. So he he the, the Rosh Hashiva was discussing that shalashudas as a, you know he, he bounced off that question to talk about like the overarching havana that Bitzalel had that there was a das that he had that was that was more comprehensive like the ability to see the whole picture. 
not just. In other words, when you have Isaiah Malachi, you could say you do the windows, you do the plumbing, you do the sailing, but there has to be someone who has a picture of the entire thing. So that was Miyuchas to Bitsalo that he could do the that he has like the picture of the whole thing. That's what he was describing. I just want to be be massive that in in the Sidra Gra in the bracha of Atachainain. So we make a bracha asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give us, to grant us chaynein, to grant us knowledge, understanding, wisdom. And the Gra, when he's describing Das, he says that Das, that, that Das is the ability to understand something until you feel it. So, what that means is that there's different levels of our understanding of things. Sometimes we can understand something conceptually, but until you actually experience it, there's something missing in the understanding. If you learn that in the in the you know, um, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a marshal. I, I have here uh, the Leva Vigavira Miller has a diak from the from the Nevuchim he has on uh, with this and he brings a different mashal but I like my mashal because I'm a geek like that I like the mashal we all know that in space there's no gravity right we all know there's no gravity in space who hasn't imagined floating around without gravity okay but one thing I know for sure. That if any of us will ever be in a zero-gravity environment, as much as we knew, and we thought about it, and we imagined it, when it's in the chushim, when you feel it, it takes your understanding of it to another level. There's a level of understanding that doesn't click until you know. And that's what the Gros says that we ask HaKadosh Baruch that we should understand Torah with such clarity that it should be so alive to us that it's mamish like, it's, 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 it's like we're, we're, we're feeling it. We're living it. So he says like this, Miller. Just, I, I, just, a, a, it's such an interesting thing. He says he brings a Rambam in the Mar Nevuchim on the pasuk in Yirmiya Al Yishalel Chacham BeChachmasay, the Al Yishalel Hagibor BeGvurasay, Al Yishalel Asher BeAshray. So a wise man should not, uh, you know, boast, should not be mishalel with his wisdom. A strong man with his strength. A wealthy man with his wealth. With this, the mishalel, I'll tell you what you should be proud of, what you should be mishalel. Haskel v'yodoya oisi. Haskel is a lesson of intelligence. V'yodoya is that added dimension of das. And he brings a Rambam. I don't want to take the time to, to go through it, but it's in Simon Bey's in Leva Vigdor. And he says like this, um, from this Pasuk in Yirmiya and from the words of the Rambam it comes out. The Inyan of Das is when I know something but it breaks through, it affects me. You know, we find this also like... Like the person that knows that food is unhealthy for him and eats it anyway. So, there's, 
there's to some degree, and then I'm, I'm not talking about the guy who after he eats it, he says, okay, but it was worth it. I'm not talking about that guy. Okay? I'm talking about the guy who afterwards says, what did I do? Why did I do that? And there was no knowledge that he was missing. He knew beforehand that he was going to do that. He knew beforehand that he was going to eat it and say, why did I eat it? He knew that. I've sat in bed with heartburn hundreds of times saying, why did I eat it? Right? So, there's a das that's missing when the knowledge that I have can't come out into the... I can't act on it. It's blocked. I can't... I don't know it well enough that it comes out into the Olam HaMaisa. It helps, by the way. Map, write it out. Say it out. Say, I'm going to eat this, and then I'm going to be tossing and turning the whole night, and I'm going to be feeling the reflux, and I'm going to be taking medicine. I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm going to wake up Shabbos morning. I'm, I'm imagining Friday night, because that's a great night for uh, for this. I'm going to wake up Shabbos morning. I'm going to be tired out of my mind. I'm going to have to get to shul on time. I, uh, oh, then you lose your taiva. Because when you bring the das out, lemaisa, it does have an effect. That is the greatest acquisition in the world. Is haskel v'yodoya oisi to have that das. Das is chibor. Is connecting. Is to be able to connect with something so fully that I can live by it. This madrega was necessary. I just wanted to point out that this madrega was necessary in order to build the Mishkan because that's the whole purpose of the Mishkan. The whole purpose of the Mishkan is to take the Shechina, which naturally seems and feels like it's so removed from this world, and to bring the Shechina b'tachtainim, to bring the Shechina into this world, to fill physical kalim with Ashur HaShechina, to, do a, to, to live in the physical world and to live with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the whole point of the Mishkan. So of course, the person who's in charge of the Mishkan needs to have that which the Gra, which the Mar Nevuchim, which Rav Miller describe as the thing that helps me take my idea and bring it out Lamaisa. If the person in charge of the Mishkan can't take an abstract idea and bring it out Lamaisa, he has no business building a Mishkan. To build a Mishkan Lamaisa, it has to be someone who has that ability that he could hear something, understand it, connect with it, and then live by it. And we should we should all be zeichet to that. That was the Aleph for, ten, for tonight. Okay, so the 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 Parshas Kisisa, Parshas Kisisa begins. With, with there are four parshias in the beginning of Parshas Kisisa that don't seem really to have anything to do with each other. Okay, so the first parsha of Parshas Kisisa is about the half shekel, the machtsa shekel. Then it moves on to the kior, the kior, this big copper um, sink with with faucets that the kaihanim would wash their hands and feet. The building of the kior. The next thing was the next. The next um, um, is the uh, the the Shemana Mishcha, the the uh, the special oil that was used to put on the kalim and on the people that were lifted up to become kadosh to serve Hashem. And finally, before our Re'ei Karasi B'Shem, the last one is the Ketiris, and they seem to be 
Okay, like almost like there were four things left, you know, after Truman Tetzava. So we just like quickly pack them in at the beginning of Kisisa, the Machsas HaShekel, the Kiyar, the Shavan Amishcha, and the Ketairis. I just want to point out that there's a Hemshech here, that they really are all one Sogia. And that is to just to remember the basics of what the what the purpose here was. So the Machtes Hashekel, the Machtes Hashekel that we, there's many many different ways that the different Mefarshim express it, but the the first and 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 most chaviv to me Mahalach in being able to explain the the purpose of the Machtes Hashekel is based on the fact that the pasuk says Esrim Geira Hashekel. A shekel was made up of 20 geira. So that means that a half a shekel was 10 geira. The number 20 is an interesting number because the Gemara says that there are five attributes that a person gets from his father and five attributes, the Gemara Nida, five attributes that a person gets from his mother. So his physical body is made up of 10 klalim, 10 nekudais, that that's his that's the physical part of the person. Then there's the neshama. The neshama also we know is made up of ten parts, as is represented when we say by Sukkot Zimra in the morning, Kol Haneshama Tahalel Kahaleluka, Kol Haneshama Tahalel Kahaleluka. That's the ten Chelkei Haneshama. So the guf of the, the not the guf the totality of a person is ten Chelkei Haguf and ten Chelkei Haneshama. That's in Chazal. So half half the guf, half of that is ten. Half of a person is ten. It's ten, ten on each part. The machzis shekel, the half a shekel, which is ten geira, what that represents is as follows. Since the chait of Adam Arishan, there's been a, we, we find ourselves, as the Ramchal says, in a milchama gedayla, in a great war. There's a war between our body and our neshama. Our neshama is nimshach le'elyonim. Our neshama wants to serve Hashem. Ritzayneinu la'asais ritzayncha. We want to serve Hashem. We're drawn to serve Hashem. Our bodies, our impulses, our desires, our you know, the, 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 our body lusts for the enjoyments of this world. It's nimshach to the tachtoinim. But it doesn't have to be that way. Through our serving Hashem. Just like we teach a young child to enjoy more more uplifted ways of living and to be able to be drawn to to a higher way of life, so the we we have a we have the ability through keeping the Torah and through learning Torah to inspire our guf also to join in serving Hashem. This is what Rashi means on the pasuk of Alevavecha, where he says Bishnei Yitzarecha with the Yitzhahara and with the Yitzhatayv, that we could teach our guf to also participate. Our body can also participate in serving Hashem. And the body and neshama together join forces and serve Hashem. We don't live this like split personality life where half of me is running this way and half of me is running that way. I use my neshama, I try to put my neshama in the driver's seat, and I use my neshama to inspire the rest of me to follow, the lead of the neshama, and together to serve Hashem. Giving a half a shekel to the mikdash is a mushal to taking the chelik haguf and giving that also to Kedusha. That also should serve Hashem. The other half is already there. 
We're being mashlim the chelik haguf, the half a chelik haguf to bring to kedusha. So the inyan of the machtas hashekel is, and, and of course, what does it pay for? What does the machtas hashekel pay for? It pays for karbonis. What are karbonis? Karbonis are the physical thing that we put on the mizbeach to turn into spirituality. We take a physical animal and we bring it to to ruchnius. Oh, of course, the machtas hashekel pays for that. That's why the, that's what that's what the machtas hashekel is for. So the inyan of the machtas hashekel is to take this physical, gashmi part of ourselves, which has the potential to be so low, so mundane, and to inspire it to raise itself up to Kedusha, which a Yid has that ability. So that's how we start Parsha's Kisisa. We move on into the Parsha of the Kiyar. The Parsha of the Kiyar is the Indian of Netilas Yodayim, is the Indian of washing our hands. The Kaihanim wash their hands and feet. When we do Nitilas Yadayim, like before a davening or before a suda, we do just our hands. The Kafachayim Grada, the Kafachayim asks about this. He's in Hilcha Shabbos. The Kafachayim is Ma'ayr, that we just wash our hands. The Kayhanim wash their hands and feet. And I know the obvious Pashid answer is that the Kayhanim were walking around barefoot. But it could be the Kafachayim also was, I don't know. You know, wearing sandals, whatever, I don't know. But, 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 but either way, he wants to understand more deeply why that's true. And he says, the Kafachayim says that the hands represent like a higher part of us. The feet represent the lower part of us. The Kaihanim were able to lift up even the lowest parts of themselves to the Aveda. We're not as powerful to do that. However, says the Kafachayim, there is one place in Shulchan Aruch where it says to wash your hands and feet. And that's before Shabbos. Panav Yadav Eraglov. He says, a yid for Shabbos? On Shabbos we're all Kaihanim. On Shabbos we could wash our feet as well. But it's but the Indian here is that the washing the hands is a way of taking what do the hands represent? Yodayim Askaniyo same. The hands represent my pu'ulais in this world. Like we spoke last week about Tfilin. The Tfilin Shalroish is the Ruchnius. The Tfilin Shalyad is is all that all the inyanim of this world. The the, the hands the hands represent my pu'ulais in this world. Washing my hands, purifying my hands, is very much a continuation of the Machsis Ashekel. It's very much showing and maybe it's not a coincidence that there are ten fingers that we're lifting up when we wash our hands. But it's very much lifting up this that's involved in the physical world and and setting it aside to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So fascinating. The, the Rabbeinu Bechaya writes, in, in this week's parasha, parasha's Kisisa, Rabbeinu Bechaya writes that although the head is the highest part of a person, a human being, that what's unique, I've mentioned this in the past, what's unique about a human being is that our head is on top, but the hands, which are naturally so low, they have the ability to be lifted higher than the head. Yeah, because the head represents Ruchnius. Ruchnius, so that's the highest thing. But to take a physical thing and to lift it up to Ruchnius, that places it even in a, in a higher place. And that's why it's called Netilas Yodayim. The word Netila means to lift up. 
Uh, you know, people say, you know, the, the, the chsidim are very mach, but it's in halacha as well. We talked about this in Saita in the beginning, right? The, 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 the chsidim are mach with su'uyadechem kaidesh to lift up their, their hands. There's an inyan when you wash a tail sidaim to lift it. Besides for the halachic inyan, which is not negeya if you're using more than a revias of water, we came out with halacha. But, but, but there's an inyan of lifting up one's hands when he washes the tail sidaim to show what he's doing. It's mamish a hemshech of the Machzis HaShekel going into, going into the Kiyar. And from there we go into the Shemen HaMishcha, and it's Mamish the same Sugya. What was the Shemen HaMishcha used for? The whole purpose of the Shemen HaMishcha was to take utensils, kalim, and to set them aside for use as Kedusha. A bowl in the Mikdash, a bowl is a bowl, you can eat spaghetti with it. But when I put the Shemen HaMishcha on it, it became lifted up, it brought out, just like oil naturally rises, the power of the Shemen HaMishcha is that it lifts up this physical mundane thing and sets it aside for Kedusha. And finally, that brings us to the Ketairas, which we talked about um, on Shabbos, right? We talked about this past Shabbos. The, the, um, the Ketairas is... Is something that that and this this was the chiddush of the k'tayres that that the the svarim tell us that the the, the ikr chiddush of the k'tayres is that there was a bad smelling spice in the k'tayres the chelbena it smelled bad and uh, I feel like I'm still doing tshuva for my mistaken understanding of it for the first many years of my life that for years I thought the pshat was that the good smells overpower the bad smell. So the Skhtaira smells good. That's what I thought the Pshat was. So when we when we compared it to Paisha Yisrael, right? That's what they always compare it to Paisha Yisrael. So I always understood that the Pshat is that we could have the Paisha Yisrael here and the good smell of the tzaddikim like you know, like makes up for it. But that was a childish and wrong understanding. That if you look in this farm, it's very clear that the right understanding is that the other spices they, they, in the environment of the other ten spices, the, 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 the k'tairis smells better. The k'tairis, in other words, the k'tairis has the ability to give off a, a spectacular reyach. It needs to be in the environment of the other samimanim. But again, you find the mahalach where you have something that's noita to, to bad, noita to evil, it smells bad. But with the right work, with the right environment, we can bring it in that it also raises a, 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 um, reach nichayach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, uh, and, 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 and becomes part of the Avedis Hashem. It's not just that we put up with it, but it actually becomes part of the Avedis Hashem. So that's the, the Hemshech from Machzis HaShekel through the Kiyar, through the Shemen HaMishcha, and through the Ketairis. The half-level fella. Okay. So, uh, just to just to focus on the on the kiyar for a moment, the kiyar is a very very important keli for us to think about in our actually in our in our day to day avodas Hashem. I'm embarrassed talking about it because I feel like I'm not so good at it, but maybe it could be a chizuk. We'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about the kiyar a little bit. The purpose of the kiyar was to prepare. 
purpose of the kir was to prepare for Avodah Hashem, to prepare to do the Avodah in the Beis HaMikdash. We can't lose sight of the Chiddush that the Torah tells us how to make a kir. I mean, think about it. Doctors, right? So there's a lot of Torah about this, by the way, the literature about doctors washing their hands before they do procedures. It's, you know, and they're very, very, very makbid. If you know anything about medicine, they're very makbid up to the elbows with soap, and then they don't touch anything. And the, the, you know, the, it's it's very, 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 uh, you know. There's a, I once read a whole like a chelik of a book just about this Indian of doctors washing their hands. It changed, it changed medicine when this became a known thing. The entire, it, it changed medicine. So. So, so there's a lot of instructions about doctors washing their hands. It's a big deal. If uh, if you would be in a hospital and there would be doctors saying like, "Ah, skip it," you know, that would be like, there's no, it's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. You cannot skip washing your hands. That, that that's it's the like basic. Did you ever see anywhere in the literature what type of sink the doctor should wash his hand from? Get the job done. It doesn't really matter. Is it chrome? Is it copper? Is it silver? Does it really matter? It's irrelevant. Get your hands clean. That's what's important. What type of sink it is? Okay, so now we have the Kaihanim getting ready to do the Avoida. The Avoida is bringing carbonos, lighting the menorah, the, the, putting up the Ketairas. That's the Avoida, right? In order to do the Avoida, you have to wash your hands. Let me tell you what the sink should look like. Who cares about the sink? What do you see from here? You see an unbelievable thing. You see that the preparation for a mitzvah is also part of the mitzvah. It's also part of the avodah of the mitzvah. When I prepare to do a mitzvah, the hachana to do a mitzvah is also part of the mitzvah. That's what you. That's what you see, and that's very, very important. Reb Tzadik says that the first mishnah in Masech the brachos, the very first mishnah in Masech the brachos. Um, Right? When does when did, when is the time to say Kriyashma night? From the time that the Kaihanim enter to eat Truma. Now, if you learn through the Gemara, it's very clear that it has nothing to do with when they enter. It has to do with when they're allowed to eat Truma. There's no Nichnas. There's no. It's a, it's a non-issue. When they come in is a non-issue. There's no such a thing. It's bishosh akayanim oichlim trumasam. Right? Talking, it's talking about a tvul yaim. It's talking about a kayan that was tame and went to the mikveh in the morning and he's waiting for harav shemesh. And at the time of harav shemesh, that's when you say kriyashma. Right? That's pasher. Right? There's not no machlekes. Right? I mean, there's plenty of machlekes in there, but but there's no machlekes about that fact. What's nichnasim? Says Reb Tzadik in the first Mishnah in Shas, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi wanted to include that when you do a mitzvah, you do it with hachana. You prepare yourself for the mitzvah. How they come in, how they're mechin themselves. That's what they say why every, uh, it's one of the things that they say about why every Gemara starts with Daf Bez. Because they say that the Sharblat is Shar Aleph. Is how I prepare myself to learn. That's Daf Aleph. How I how I get my how I mechid myself. That's also part of the avoda to prepare myself properly. That's a that's also a chelik a chelik of the avoda, the the hachana itself. So, Im Kain, it's just such a fascinating thing. The kiyar. 
The kiyar is so fascinating. Think about it. The kiyar, what's the kiyar made out of? It's made out of mirrors, right? Because the women in Mitzrayim, the Heluga, Heluga, Nashim, Sidkaniyas in Mitzrayim, use the mirrors to prepare themselves. Isn't that amazing? The kiyar, which is about the Indian of Hachana, is made out of mirrors, which the purpose of a mirror is for Hachana. It's a, it's, a, it's a pella. Not just that, the kiyar is the only keli that says along with the binyan of the kiyar, it's not, it's not a kiyar, it's not a one-piece one keli, it's a two-piece keli. Right? There's a kiyar v'kanoi. The kiyar and its base. What does the word kanoi come from? It's the word hachana. The base of something is its hachana. It's its preparation. So the vessel that was used for preparation had its own preparation in the structure of the actual kiyar itself. Just mind back. It just shows how powerful it is, the idea of taking the time to prepare ourselves, the hachana, to prepare ourselves for things. When I came to Eretz Yisrael, so my Rashiva said, "There's just uh, everyone has different mahalachim with this. I'm not saying this as a as a, a shita, you know, but 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 it's an interesting perspective. He did not like. He looked down upon people that would go from the airport to the kaisel. Do you know that? Did not hold of it. A lot of people like from the airport. I'm running to the kaisel. He did not hold of it. He said, "That's it. You're ready so quickly to run to the kaisel." You just came to Eretz Yisrael. You don't have to prepare yourself. You're a little hachana. And he said pshat, unbelievable, that when Yaakov Avinu passed the Makim HaMikdash when he was running away from Esav, and then he said, Could I have passed that place and I didn't daven? And then he went back. He says, I, I, um, if you remember, I said over that the Arugas HaBaisim has this kasha, that... Yaakov Avinu, the holy Yaakov Avinu, didn't realize that he was passing the Makkah Mikdash. Does that make any sense? So he said, the Pshad is, of course he realized. But what, you just drop in on the base of Mikdash? You don't just drop in on the base of I'm in the neighborhood anyway, Hashem, so I just decided I'll stop in. No, we don't do that. To the base of Mikdash, you make it yourself. So he passed it, and then he took a trip to the Makkah Mikdash. And he went to the Mikdash. He didn't drop in. He taught us such an interesting sensitivity, and I think it's something that we could think about. Never to say that I'm going to chap a mincha or chap a mayrev. You don't chap a tefillah. You can chap lunch. Don't chap a mincha. Yashikayach. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Mara Mekaymas on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS, that's 203-312-7427, or email info at shasilluminated.org.